0: Hey, friend, I'm Tanisha Sela, and you're listening to the Life of an Empath podcast. I'm an empath, Akashic Records reader, and intuitive guide. I'm exactly what you would expect a modern day mystic to be. I meditate, I'm a crystal lover, sporadic yogi, and I believe in love and universal goodness. I help high level creatives, empaths, and teams achieve emotional clarity and allow them to utilize intuition as business strategy. On this podcast, I share stories about my personal spiritual journey, the lessons that I'm learning through my clients, and life as a wife and mom of two toddlers. Welcome to my life. Let's get started.
1: Hi, you guys thanks so much for joining me today i am back with a special guest grace is joining us again so let's welcome grace back to the podcast hey grace hey hey everyone um so glad to have you here because we have such an interesting topic to explore today so i want to go ahead and lay the foundation for our topic and looking at what evolution really is spiritually, because evolution is really ascension. And if you want to know more about your general life purpose, like if you are confused about your individual soul purpose, our general life purpose is to ascend. It is to move forward in growth and elevation in our understanding, um, through our lessons, and uh, through everything that we experience in this life. So Um, To understand how we should navigate our relationships, we've got to look at how our emotions play a part in that, especially when it comes to release. Wouldn't you agree, Grace?
2: I surely would. And I want to give our listeners a little um, background story because some of the folks listening did not have the genuine and true, robust, full-flavored pleasure of being in your masterclass on navigating relationships. So y'all are just gonna have to trust me on this. If you're listening and you were there, you know it was what was up. If you're listening and you're sad you missed it, that's okay, you'll get another opportunity. But what was really, to me, impressive about that masterclass is that it really was about how we don't really leverage or truly try to understand our relationships often enough. And I know that's something that you talk about all the time about how we have to be ready to let things go. And they also have to have run their natural course. So I really kind of want you to discuss something that we talked about this past weekend on how this idea of release is so big in relationships. What the connection is there and why it's really sometimes very difficult for folks to unpack or let go. Of even the relationships that they need to.
1: Right. Release is a part of life. And I think that we get too focused on being connected, um, especially as we're influenced by social media and just how things have changed in modern times, but release is a very natural part of life. In order to evolve, you're going to need to shed and that means letting go of things and our relationships um, should be a part of that because we are always changing and we can't hold the same people in our energy bubble and in the places that we are when they're not in that very same place but i think where we get stuck is that um in that connection we are overly connected and we use things uh like emotional connections uh to to hang on longer than we should like how many people do you know uh that are hanging on to people just because they've been friends forever or bff since they were in high school like how could you possibly be in the same place at the same time with someone that you met when you were 15, 16 years old.
2: So I really think that this is an interesting topic. I'm gonna tell you why. One, everybody got that friend from back in the way that they still with today and they can't tell you why, they're like, oh yeah, me, me and Niecy, we've been friends for like 22 years. But then if you're like, tell me about your friend Niecy. They're like, you know, she worsome, I don't like her, but we've been friends. And I think that this really plays into a deep part of a lot of people's psyche. I, whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, don't have many close friends from childhood. Um, Mm. I, I left where I grew up when I went to college, I never went back. I wasn't from there originally so just a lot of I didn't have the same kind of historical connections that a lot of people have to what they consider their hometown or their right. home etc. So what is this emotion that really or what are some of the emotions that really glue together these kinds of relationships, right? That keep us lingering in that space in between.
1: Comfort for the for the most part, I mean I know I did have a a friendship like that. And it's just comfort when you get in your head that it's harder to start over with someone new or having that history of this person knowing everything there is to know about you. So there's no way possible that you could catch someone up to this point in your life as if there's a requirement that, you know, someone has to know every single detail about you. Um, But there's just this comfort in, in knowing that this person has always been there. And when you are fearful of just many things, you like to hold on to things that make you feel comfortable. And this is why we stay in that nostalgia type of feeling in our relationships. And it prevents both of you from moving on. Like If you're not growing together, then you're blocking each other.
2: Mm, Amen. Okay, so I think that with that in mind, I know that something that you love to do and recommend others do is to journal. If our listeners have some time, what are some ways that we can start to, for ourselves after we listen to this, after we probably give this a thumbs up and a positive rating in somebody app store, how can we begin to interrogate our own emotional landscape deeper?
1: I think a really good journal prompt is what part of my past am I holding on too tightly to in this relationship? Because you really want to get to the source of what is making you feel comfortable? What is it that is truly preventing you from moving on? It could be guilt, which is another thing that comes up in uh, holding on too tightly to relationships. You know, maybe you feel like you know, they'll suffer in some way if you leave them, or you might suffer in some way uh, for leaving them. So what, what part of it are you holding on too tightly to is a great thing to explore. I always recommend that just set a timer. Whenever you're journaling, set a 10-15 minute timer, no editing, just write whatever comes out, whatever comes up, so that you can get to your own truth uh, more quickly and, and, and understand that, this needs to be examined, you know. Like if you're holding on to something and you're not growing, let's let's take a look at it.
2: I love that idea, kind of of just letting your thoughts fly free and seeing what comes up for you. I know that something that we've spoken about before is that a lot of times we can feel very responsible for other people, whether it's because of our culture our identification, our, our, you know, lineage in the family, right? If you're an elder child or younger child or whatever your position in life is that makes you feel responsible for carrying the burdens of others. It's a real feeling. And it brings up a lot of those kinds of emotions like guilt. And you're always talking about, you know, guilt being low vibrational. And I think now's a great time to a explain what vibrations are because I think everyone's thinking of the beach boy song, good vibrations, or just thinking of how <laughs> super trendy to like leave, you know, all kinds of posts on people's walls talking about good vibes, um, whatever that means. Right. So what does it actually mean to be in this state of low vibration or low vibrational um, existence? And How does this kind of, you know, bind us together? I think something that I say all the time is some folks' relationships are truly being held together with just the spirit of the ancestors, but with spit and duct tape and a lot of guilt, whether it's to family, whether it's to friends, whether it's to romantic partners. And, you know, I personally am very invested in this answer because this is something I struggle with. So, how do we begin to increase our vibration to ascend and evolve? Like you opened up today's segment with.
1: I think that um, that's that's a really good that's this really, That's a really good question. Um, you know, when you think about beginning, I think seeking is the beginning, um, and that's why I like the idea of exploring you know, these intimate conversations with ourselves in our journals, like you've got to start seeking to even begin the pathway to ascension. Um, But when you think about low vibrations, I think about the fact that we have 10 distinct emotional environments or emotional bubbles. And so when you think about your joy, your freedom, the abundance that we are all striving for on these vision boards that we make every so often, um, all of the good stuff all of the you know free flowing uh, feel good energy is in environment ten. But when you think about guilt, um, something that makes us feel bad, it's low vibrational because of that fact. It makes us feel bad, and uh, on one to ten scale, it's it's a two. It's a two with depression being the lowest possible environment. And depression for many people, I didn't even realize people didn't connect that depression is all about resistance and just rejecting everything, you know? Um, so guilt is is too, it makes us feel bad. So when you think about guilt, you think of it as being BFFs or sister friends with anxiety, shame, and insecurity. And these are the energies of the victims, right? Um, so when you get down to this point, um, you are probably hanging on two relationships for all of the wrong reasons you probably are um manipulating you probably are friend pleasing you probably are um just consuming too much of something that is not a good thing for you anymore and it can go both ways so you
2: said my favorite m word manipulating I, your favorite I mean, I think I have other favorite M words, but for today it's, it's going to be our favorite M word. So it's kind of just like um, picking a letter of the day and being like, we're going to run with this. So we running with this one. And the reason we're running with this one is because I'm really curious about the part that manipulation plays in these emotions for a couple of reasons. One, I think like you've mentioned, right, with highly sensitive people or people who identify as being empaths or people who are even just trying to be more empathetic. There is sometimes a thin line between guilt and between feeling responsible for others and between just blocking energy that truly does not belong to you so that you don't have to carry it unnecessarily. So I'm really curious as to how manipulation plays into this because, you know, manipulation has negative connotations, which Mm -hmm. I always say, uh, I learned this one from my therapist, shout out to my therapist, if she's listening, but she says a lot of words are neutral. We attach meaning to them we decide if they are positive or if they are negative but many words that we use to describe our emotions are actually neutral it's the emotion that might feel charged right so so what here is the neutral stance and what here is like the emotionally charged stance
1: well i think that when you get into manipulation in this sense i think that um I think that it can be neutral in a sense in that it's unintentional, you know, Um, but when you are highly anxious and you have a lot of insecurities, you get to this place where you are constantly seeking approval and you're constantly seeking another energy. Like you're constantly seeking something else to make you feel better. And that's when it becomes negative, you know, because you're depending on someone else and they can pick that up from you. You don't need to be an empath to pick that up, you know? So when you think about manipulation in this context, you're thinking about like codependency and you're thinking about, um, wanting to change the emotions of another person for your own benefit so that you can feel better you know? Right.
2: So, I mean, I guess that's the thing is it's what, what's at the end of the manipulation, right? If you're modifying something for yourself, for your increased betterment, then that's the neutral stance. But when you're trying to try to create or control that outcome for whatever, you know, emotional release or satisfaction or whatever that you feel, that's when it becomes that negative place of emotion or of manipulation. So I think that that's, you know, that's a whole sermon, that's a whole mood, that's a whole word. Because I think if we're all honest, a lot of us are sitting in a a place with a relationship that is not the path to ascension. It's low vibrational, it's full of guilt or control. It harbors a lot of resentment within us. So I'm, I'm really kind of, I'm curious about How we start to really unwrap ourselves from these mindsets, right? How do we get out of this feedback loop once we're made aware that it exists? You know, what are some personal practices that we can take into our evolution? And, you know, how might it even begin to kind of extend into our professional working lives our personal romantic lives and maybe even our familial lives as well?
1: Boundaries. We've got to have boundaries. But I think before we get to boundaries, we have to connect with the fact that something is not working for us. And I think that part of the reason that we hang on so long is because we're trying to make things work. um, And we're trying to, you know, fit them into how it can benefit us again. So I think that we still, we we consistently manipulate in that way, but, but boundaries, we have to examine what our, our boundaries look at. And I think the, the really interesting thing about the masterclass this weekend was examining the three types of boundaries and their, their attributes and really finding where your boundaries are, too slippery or where they may be too firm and why they might be too firm, you know? So um, you have to consider like, if you're in a relationship with someone, are they valuing your opinion? Are they respecting um, your response as as no sometimes? Or um, are you in a relationship with someone that is always oversharing personal information? Do you always feel um, that they are abusive or disrespectful? Do you feel that you have to hold back from them uh, for a specific reason? So uh, I think examining your boundaries and, and creating boundaries is, is key here.
2: I think that we'll end on that magical, magical note because I think that boundaries, as someone who has both very firm and super loose and very slippery <laughs> and inconsistent boundaries, That although I think most people, if you ask them, would say that I have pretty firm boundaries, but I think I fall into that group of people where my boundaries will move for the person. I end up over-accommodating, right? And then I end up being too firm in my boundaries for myself. So it becomes Mm -hmm. this place where I'm giving so much space for others, but I'm not making space for myself. And I know that's something that you have counseled me on as a friend and as an intuitive coach but i know it's something that you counsel a lot of people on and how to be respectful of yourself of your own spirit and you know i want to say for those listening if you are feeling good if you feel like this conversation is taking you places mama t got some stuff coming up so t give them the tea
1: I do have some stuff coming up. I would love it if our friends listening would join me for the next installment of Declutter the Mind Five Days to Spiritual Clarity. It's my monthly group session where we dig into the five things that will bring you clarity if you just have the courage to remove the junk out of the way. So, first full week of every single month. On day one, we talk about emotional clarity. Day two, soul purpose. Day three is energy and attraction. Day four, boundaries. And day five, we dig into uh, spiritual practice. So in May, uh, starting Monday, we are going to explore the topic surrender. And I think that boundaries and surrender just go hand in hand. So uh, head over to the website at lifeofanempath.com and click on uh, services and sign up for Declutter the Mind. We'd love to have you and the conversation will definitely be enlightening.
2: Awesome. Well, I guess that's
1: goodbye, everybody. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I'm so grateful that you were drawn to my corner of this thing we call life. If you want to connect more, I'm on Instagram at underscore life of an empath underscore or visit my website at lifeofanimpath.com. No time like the present for you to connect with spirit about your current circumstances and your secret ambitions. I would be so honored to be your guide. If you enjoyed our time together today, would you send this to someone in your circle that needs a spiritual pick me up or has questions about their own spiritual gifts? Thanks, friend. Talk soon. Until next time.